Welcome to the Let's Get Entrepreneurial podcast, your go-to resource for navigating the world of entrepreneurship. In today's episode, we delve into the dynamic interplay of product push versus market pull strategies. Join us as we explore how successful businesses strike a balance between innovative product development and responding to evolving market demand. The Let's Get Entrepreneurial podcast is your ultimate launchpad for igniting ideas and skyrocketing your entrepreneurial dreams. Tune in, buckle up, and let's unleash the entrepreneurial spirit within. Your two hosts will be Professor Gary Palin and serial entrepreneur Ryan Budden. Hello, Ryan. How are you doing today? I'm doing brilliantly. What about you, Professor Palin? Uh, doing really well. It's getting a little chilly here. Yeah, we've had a freeze already, actually. Oh, well, we'll endure. It gives us more time to spend inside working on our project. <laughs> there we go. There's the silver lining. Always. Ryan, today I wanted to talk about a concept of product push versus market pull. Basically, those are two fundamental differences in approaching product development. Bringing some econ into this class. I like it. Let's review the two as an overview. Product push, you're developing a product based on the company's understanding of the market. Sometimes their technological capabilities or some unique innovation. Then they attempt to push it onto the market through aggressive marketing. The focus here is primarily on the product itself, whereas market pull comes from the opposite side. It's driven by consumer demand. The products developed are in response to a clear market need or demand. The businesses that use this approach spend time researching and understanding the marketing desires, the challenges or the pain points of their potential customers. Basically, the products are tailored to meet the existing demands. There's really great examples of both that have happened around us, and we can all identify them. I lean heavily towards the market pull side for entrepreneurial ventures. Product push has its place, but it tends to be much larger established companies because there's a tremendous resource specifically from a marketing, but other resources. There's marketing costs. You have to educate the market. And to create that awareness is not inexpensive where the entrepreneur tends not to have that luxury. Whereas with market pull, the market basically is in search of the product. So I look at it very simply, product pushes, you are a product in search of a market. Market pull is a market is in search of a product. Yeah, you mentioned one thing that I've had difficulty in the past with, and that's educating a market. Getting people to understand your product, if it's not intuitive, if it's not something they're seeking, is a very hard process. Companies have done it very successfully, but it is a heck of a load of work. If you're a martyr for a product, you're the first one into that marketplace. That is a long, long path. And in history, remember, martyrs got slaughtered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a brutal reminder. I lean very, very heavily with startups on the market pull side, mainly because there is a resource constraint that virtually all startups face. You can use various types of venues to get through to that market that's looking for your product. You'll have more word of mouth. They tend to be more viral experiences associated with that, which are a much lower cost to promote awareness. And you can create that momentum with a market pull. We've also done an episode previous to this on niches and evaluating niches and how much we both like participating in that. In market pull scenarios, oftentimes you can gain a really deep understanding of that market and the desires behind it, whether it's a niche or a larger market. 
With market pull, there's typically increased customer satisfaction, especially on the short term, where you're trying to build up your cash flow, your resources, which is very important. There's a lower market risk, in my opinion. You have a better chance of having resource allocation with the market pull. That's when you get into the MVP, minimum viable product component, which is designed specifically for a market pull. And you see an immediate increase in sales and revenue, which generates the cash flow, which is the lifeblood of a business we've spoken about many times. We've essentially outlined why a market pull strategy is used. Why would someone do a product push strategy? There's a benefit to being an innovation leader. The first mover advantage comes into play with that. You are creating new markets, so you become the dominant player with a brand differentiation. You can leverage technological advances. You have potential higher margins because you're first to market. There's less competition. So their advantage is inherently with a product push. And you mentioned one term, which is first mover's advantage. And I think it might just be helpful to define what a first mover's advantage is because you often hear about this in entrepreneurship. Yeah, and I roll my eyes when someone is pitching, looking for investment, and they say, we're going to have first mover advantage. Right. But it basically is you are the first player in this market. You're the first one out of the gate. I always am concerned from a startup perspective is who is the second mover? Is it Microsoft? Is it Google that will come in and crush us? Yeah, Walmart coming in and duplicating the product with an enormous market potential. First movers, you're right, is a term that's bantied about. And there is such a thing as first mover advantage, but it tends to be more on the larger major corporate side. Right. You're trying to become the Kleenex of tissues, where essentially your brand name becomes synonymous by being the first person that people hear about it with. Ryan, before we continue with today's topic, we're diving into the Janus Entrepreneurial Report. What makes this assessment so unique? Well, Professor Palin, the Janus Entrepreneurial Report is a game changer. It's not just another test. It's a comprehensive tool that evaluates your entrepreneurial leanings. It's like having a personal coach for your career. That's fascinating. How can someone benefit from using the Janus Entrepreneurial Report? It's a great question. The Janus Entrepreneurial Report helps individuals identify their tendencies in terms of entrepreneurship. It's not about getting a high score. It's about gaining valuable insights to enhance your entrepreneurial skills. So it's not just for seasoned entrepreneurs? Exactly. Whether you're starting your own business or aiming for a leadership role in your career, the Janus Entrepreneur Report offers actionable insights for your personal and professional growth. Impressive. How can our listeners get started with the Janus Entrepreneurial Report? It's easy, Professor Balin. Just visit profspirit.com and take the assessment. It's a small investment and a potentially massive return. Well, there you have it. The Janus Entrepreneurial Report is a valuable tool for anyone looking to boost their entrepreneurial skills. It's a game changer, and I encourage everyone to go check it out. There's a link to access the Janus Entrepreneurial Report in this episode's description as well. Very often, the entrepreneur, the brain twitch, if you will, starts off as product push. And even if you think of it, a pain point very often is a product push thought. The intuition is product push, I have a great idea for a product. The startup entrepreneur typically will continue with that thought process, where my advice is find to start with product push as a brain twitch, but then immediately go to market poll and start analyzing, is there a market? Is there a demand for this? The MVP component, that thought process, so swing over very quickly to market poll. 
And the MVP strategy is key with that. You can test the market, evaluate what they are desiring so you can continue to tweak that product. Whereas product push, you've got to have that product pretty set as you're educating the market about it. When you're developing the product also, the market poll component, it's an advantage to bring on team members associated with that because they can understand and you can pitch to the people that are coming onto your team as there is a market demand. And anyone that has savvy in the entrepreneurial world will want to move into a market poll thought process. From an investment perspective, it's also a lot easier to come up with data, show the market poll, show other products that are successful, how you're going to target it, where your product fits, so you can gain an investment hold through the, that data. Whereas product push can be a lot harder to convince or get buy-in from those potential investors. As an angel investor, you should never say never, but I never invest in product push startups. There we go. So what other thoughts do you have? If someone's sitting as a first-time entrepreneur, they have a thought for a product, what advice would you give them to move forward? Really analyze the market. Make sure that where your product fits, there's a need for it. And that can still be through a product push if there's a need that you can create, but most likely you'll find that it's a market pull strategy where your product fits in to address a specific need or desire. One of the areas that I would focus on and be concerned if I was a startup looking for a product push, I'd be concerned that I'm missing opportunities as the market is dictating to me what they want versus me telling them what they want. That's a good way of phrasing it. The market is very often very clear when they want a product. Apple's made a living playing both on the product push and market pull side, which is an interesting balance. So you can co-mingle the two. But again, we don't have the resources of an Apple. Yeah, they created the market. There's now a pull in. <laughs> we didn't know we wanted it until it was a push strategy. And now we can't get enough of it. This is a great example of they start with a product push, literally create entire markets. Then they swing that over to a market pull side. And you see people in line looking for the latest iPhones. What key lessons would you dictate and what key strategies for an entrepreneur with a market pull versus product push? The key lesson here is the understanding what you need to do, because that's going to make the next steps or next actions you have to take clearer. Neither one of these strategies is better per se than the other. You and I both have preferences, but it surely understanding where you're fitting creates an action item. In conclusion, I would state the entrepreneur when they're looking at the market poll, don't stop with your immediate research. You want to continually be researching the marketplace because the market shifts and you don't want your original assumptions that have become stale to dominate your continual product development. You want to be adaptive to change and be aware of always expanding, listening to what the market is telling you. That's a key lesson for entrepreneurship. Always listen to what the market's telling you. Focus on that for your career. You're going to be set up for success. Keep the customer's needs in mind. That's exactly right. Well, that sounds like a game plan. Well, let's get entrepreneurial. Let's get entrepreneurial. As we wrap up another episode of the Let's Get Entrepreneurial podcast, we extend our gratitude for your presence and attention, your dedication to the entrepreneurial spirit, 
fuels our passion for creating this podcast. Check out profspirit.com to discover resources and courses designed specifically for innovators like you. Stay on the cutting edge by following us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, YouTube, and other platforms as it is released. Until then, keep the entrepreneurial flame burning.